Welcome to Project Lakota Siches. We begin a new krach. This is the second sicha of the new krach of Chelik Yudalid, Parshas Devorim, uh, the second sicha, page 8. Dube Kama Pomen. It was already spoken about many times. Kidaka Shal Rashi Bipirushi Ala Teirehi. That Rashi's derech, his approach in his Pirush Ala is as follows. Bafarish Kol Dover Akosha Bultimuvam Bipshutish Al Mikra. To explain anything, any difficulty, any issue that comes up in the Pshara the Pasik. With no exception, the Rebbe emphasizes Kol. Every single thing is addressed by Rashi. So those issues that uh, need clarification in the Pshara the Pasik. Vein Rashi Mefarsham, and Rashi doesn't explain them. That itself is proof. That in Rashi's opinion, these are self-understood. So much so that there's no reason to address this issue. Oi, or another option could be It's understood based on something that Rashi already explained earlier. So Rashi does not repeat himself if it's not necessary. As the Rebbe proves this point in other sikhs, that we find that Rashi in a few places in Teda writes, Eini Yedeya, he doesn't know Pshat in this. So if Rashi doesn't know Pshat, so what does he have to let us know? That he doesn't know Pshat, he could just skip it. The answer is Rashi doesn't skip anything. Rashi explains every single Pasuk in the Teda, every detail. So if he doesn't know, he writes he doesn't know. But there's nothing that Rashi skips. Al now based on this premise... There's a very big wonder that comes up in reading the simple pshat of the psukim in this week's parsha. Many of the mefarshim of teira uh, put in an effort to explain this question, but Rashi, the most important of all of the commentaries, the reish of all the Pashtanim does not say a word about this. What's the question? This week's parsha relates to the Yidin in his Musr, that he tells Yidin, he relates to the Yidin what had happened, the Cheta Meraglim, and the Gzeda, the decree that was decreed upon that generation of the Midbar, and Moshe Rabbeinu says as follows, Will any of the people of this generation, of this evil generation, see the land? None of them will merit to see the land. Then the Pasuk continues, Besides Kolev ben Yifune, he will merit to see the land. Since he fulfilled what the Abishter wanted, he was from the Meraglam that when he came back, gave a positive report and encouraged Yidin to go to Eretz Yisrael. So it points out, and then, the Torah interrupts the story, and it says, Moshe Rabbeinu says, the Abishter was angry at me as well. As follows, the Abishter tells me that you will also not go to Eretz Yisrael. After this interruption where Moshe Rabbeinu speaks about himself, he continues the story with the Meraglim. There's another individual that's an exception of the Gzair of the Meraglim. Yeshua ben Nun, which is standing here in front of you, he will come to Eretz Yisrael. 
and your children, your children that you said that they will be in danger, your children, the next generation, they're going to come and inherit the land. This is the Pasuk. So the question is very obvious. The wonder here in the, in the flow of the Pesukim is clear. In the middle of the story of the Meraglim, describing who will enter Teretz Yisrael, Kolev and then Yeshua, right in the middle, the Torah interrupts with what happened to Moshe Rabbeinu. That Moshe Rabbeinu says, I will also not come to Teretz Yisrael. Ki'ilu, it gives the impression that Moshe Rabbeinu not entering in Teretz Yisrael is also somehow connected to the Aveda of the Meraglim. But that's not the case. The Aveda that Moshe Rabbeinu was decreed upon that he shouldn't enter in Teretz Yisrael, it clearly says, The reason is because of the story with the Meiriva when Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock instead of speaking to the rock. As it says in Parshish Chukas, Yan, Lehamantim Bigamer, Lechain, Lehsevio, Esakol, Aze, Eloorat, Sashen, Nesati, Lehem. The Moshe Rabbeinu did not have a Muna, he hit the rock. As Rashi explains there exactly what the Aveda was, and because of this, it was decreed upon him not to enter into Eretz Yisrael. That was the reason. How does this detail about Moshe Rabbeinu himself not entering into the land? Come here in the middle of the story in the Meraglim, interrupting the flow of the story. The question is even stronger. In the time period that they happened, they happened almost 40 years apart. The story with the Meraglim happened relatively close to after the Eden came out of Mitzrayim, about a year or so after. And because of this Aveda, it was decreed upon the Yidin to remain in the Midbar for 40 years, each year corresponding to one of the days that the Meraglim went to Yisrael. On the other hand, the story with the main Miriva, that takes place after Miriam passes away, and the Yidin didn't have any water, they came to Meshach Rabbeinu for the water, so that happens 40 years later, approximately. Close to the end of the 40 years of the Yidin being in the Midbar. So these stories have nothing to do with each other. Completely different time periods of the Yidin being in the Midbar. So why does the Torah stick in this detail about Moshe Rabbeinu in the story about the Miraglim? So as the Rebbe said, this is a question that the Mepharshia Mikra discuss. And the Rebbe here will bring a couple of different options of how to explain this. And then the Rebbe will point out that none of them really fit into the Pshat of the Pasik, which is the way Rashi always approaches things in the Pasik. And the Rebbe will offer the simplest Pshat that you can, that's self-understood in the flow of the Pesukim. So the Ramban here answers this question and says, Moshe here, middle of the story of the Meraglim, mentions the Chet of Meimeriva, why he won't, won't go into Eretz Yisrael, he wanted to mention together the punishment of all those that are included in this kind of a punishment, that they are not allowed to enter into Eretz Yisrael. Pointing out that these are all the different individuals that will not enter Eretz Yisrael for their sins. 
So Moshe Rabbeinu's sin is included in that as well. Since he's talking about the Miraglim that won't enter Eretz Yisrael, the Yidin that don't want to enter Eretz Yisrael, because of Chet Miraglim, he also speaks about his sin that's also brought the same punishment that he won't enter, enter, enter into Eretz Yisrael. That's the connection. Avol the Rebbe says, In the simple Pshar of the Pasik, Koshal came. It's difficult to accept this answer. Key for the following three reasons. Aleph number one, Haksuvim lefanav v'la'achrov heim be'inyan amiraglim. The psukim before and after, Moshe Rabbeinu mentions the detail about himself not entering, is talking about the chet of the miraglim. Umatam lahachnes be'emtza davke sipur ha'chet de'me'meriva. Why bring in, in the, right in the middle of the story, the story of Moshe Rabbeinu, the chet of me'meriva? Even if the Ramban's point is true, that Moshe that Rabbeinu, that is over here, is telling you, the individuals that won't go into Eretz Yisrael as a punishment for their sins, but it doesn't have to come right in the middle. You can complete this story and then add that also I myself will not enter into Eretz Yisrael for my own sin. Why does it have to be Be'emtza, right in the middle of the story? Be'ez, another problem here is, The generation of the Meraglim had all died before the Chet of Meimiriva even happened. Rashi, as Rashi says, at the end of the year, when the story of Chet Meimiriva happens, All those that were supposed to die in the Midbar had already died, and the ones now that were here are separated to life. They were going to enter into Eretz Yisrael. So if though, there's another detail here which is difficult in the Pasuk. He begins the story of the Meraglim, that the, the generation of the Meraglim said, let's send people to go and scout the land. And then he continues, Be his anaf Hashem And the Yebisha got angry at me because of you. And he goes on talking about the children. So what's the simple pshat of the Pasuk? When he says, because of you, who's that because of you that he's talking about? Now, in the simple flow of the psukim here, it would seem he's referring to that generation which he's discussing in these psukim. Who's that generation? The generation before, not the generation that was present there right now listening to Meshach Rabbeinu. He's talking about the generation before that had already died and they said, let's send people to go to Yisrael as Meraglim. And then he continues, referring to those people that were the generation of the Meraglim. But that's not accurate. That's not what had happened. That generation was not around anymore, had, had died already when it came to the time of the story with the Meimiriva. So how could it say flowing in this story where he speaks about the previous generation? Gimel, another difficulty with the Pshar of the Ramban that says that Moshe Rabbeinu wants to mention himself together with the generation, with the Yidin, because there's a similarity here that they're both punished not to enter into Eretz Yisrael. If we're going to accept this Pshar of the Ramban, this Pasuk, that Hashem got angry at me, where would that Pasuk fit in? Even if you want to put it in the middle of the story, it would fit in over there where the Tehidah talks about the Miraglim, the punishment they got, that they're not going to enter into Eretz Yisrael. 
Kalev ben Yefuna hu Yirana Goimer. Not following the Pasuk where it says the exception of Kalev ben Yefuna that will merit Antintarit Yisrael. Shemedabe Be'elushu Yekonsuala. Here he's talking about Kalev ben Yefuna and Yeshua ben Nun that will merit Antintarit Yisrael. So this is not the place right in the middle to say Moshe Rabbeinu was punished and is similar to the rest of Yidin and the Meragim that will not enter Antintarit Yisrael. So therefore the Pshat of the Ramban in Pshat of the Pasuk is very difficult to accept. Yesh Mefarshim, another pshat that Mefarshim say in the Pasuk is, Shigam bi hisanaf Hashem beglalchem. When the Torah says, when Moshe Rabbeinu was saying that the Eibishter was angry at me because of you, hakavon hi lecheta meraglem. Moshe Rabbeinu actually here is pointing out that the Eibishter got angry at me because of you, meaning because of that generation of the meraglem. Like the Rebbe was medayik before, the beglalchem does not refer to the generation later, Benigeya, to the story of May Meriva, but Beglalchem, in fact, refers to that generation of the Meraglim. What the Torah here is letting us know is that even Moshe Rabbeinu, the main reason why the Gzeira upon him was not to enter to Eretz Yisrael was also because of the Chet Meraglim, like the rest of Klal Yisrael. Now, there's, there's two questions in this, so the Rebbe will address this. The first question is, where did Moshe Rabbeinu sin in the Chet HaMeraglim? Na'av she Moshe Ba'atzmei lo yishtatav b'chet HaMeraglim. Moshe Rabbeinu did not participate in the Chet of the Meraglim. He was, of course, extremely disappointed when the Meraglim came back and discouraged the Yidin of going to Eretz Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu was shocked at what happened. But yet, Mekol Mokim Nenashalzeh, Moshe Rabbeinu is being included in the punishment of the Meraglim, He, through him, was the cause of this whole Chet to take place. As Rashi explained before, after all, the Ebishta tells Moshe Rabbeinu, and Rashi says it in this week's parasha as well, that I promise you that the land is good, it's not necessary to send Meraglim. It's your decision, if, if it's your choice, if you want to send Meraglim, it's your decision, you could send the Meraglim. So in the end of the day, it was Moshe Rabbeinu's choice to send these Meraglim. So he is the cause for the Chet Meraglim to come about. So therefore Moshe Rabbeinu says that the, the, the decree that he shouldn't enter into Eretz Yisrael is because of the generation of the Meraglim. True, Moshe Rabbeinu, the decree upon him not to enter the land is not because he sinned like the Meraglim and that generation did. It's because the rest of the generation did not go into the land. So therefore he that caused this to happen was included in the Gzeda with them. Since on that entire generation it was decreed that they will not enter the land, that was the main reason why Moshe Rabbeinu, the decree, he was included in that generation, and the decree, they also was upon him not to enter into Eretz Yisrael. That's the Pshar of Beglalchem. So Moshe Rabbeinu caused Chet Meraglim to come about. So therefore he was included in the generation of, Chetam, of, of the Meraglim that will not enter into Eretz Yisrael. That's what the Torah here is telling us. Now the question becomes, but don't we know that the Torah clearly says that the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu will not enter into Eretz Yisrael is because of the Chet of Mei Meriva. Meaning up until that point, Moshe Rabbeinu would have merited to enter into Eretz Yisrael. So the Rebbe addresses it here. Uma shemavur of kanal. This that it says in the Pasik, that the reason Moshe Rabbeinu does not enter at Yisrael is because of the Aveda of Mei Meriva. It's a combination of the two together. 
It's only because he caused the whole chet of Meimer Raglam, and he was included in that generation. That was the main and the beginning of the reason why he shouldn't enter into Eretz Yisrael. But that alone would have not been enough. After all, Moshe Rabbeinu was the leader of Klal Yisrael, and Eibishter would have allowed him to enter. But then along with that, the Aved of Meimeriva, so that was the final reason that participated also that he shouldn't go into Eretz Yisrael. And the Rebbe brings another case where we find two Avedis that combine together to bring about an Einish. We find a similar thing. When Nadav Aviyu died on the day, they were, they, they, the fire entered into them and they snuffed out their soul on the day when the Mishkan was put up. There's more than one reason that's given for the reason they passed away then. It's only as a combination of all of those reasons, they're all true. All the reasons are true, and it's only as a combination of all these reasons, they were, the Einish of Misa B'Payal was brought upon them. Even if the initial Einish Misa began at an earlier time period, but there's always a time for Tshuva, and they're, they're great Sadiqim, so it doesn't necessarily affect them B'Payal. Only after there was a combination of a few reasons, then the Einish Misa comes B'Payal. And the same thing could be said about Moshe Rabbeinu. The main reason why it was decreed upon him not to enter into Eretz Yisrael, as the Rebbe said before, because they're part of the generation of the Miraglim, and they were included in the entire, Moshe Rabbeinu was included together with the entire generation not to enter into Eretz Yisrael. But then the final reason where there was no return, there was no other option, and Moshe Rabbeinu will not enter Bepoyal, is the reason of May Meriva. That's how we can tie it here. So now, so based on this we understand, this explains why Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking about the fact that he was punished not to enter into Eretz Yisrael, in the middle of the story about the Miraglim. This is another detail in this story, which the Torah actually never told us clearly before, that Moshe Rabbeinu was included in this Gzeda not to enter into Eretz Yisrael. And in fact, as it would seem from the flow of the Psukim, does refer to that generation which the Pasuk is speaking about. Ulam, the Rebbe says, even if this Pshat fits into the Pshat of the Pasuk, according to Rashi, this is not an acceptable Pshat. For the following reasons. Key, number one, so first the Rebbe in the brackets here brings back the third point he made before on the Ramban's Pshat, that that question is never really answered yet. In addition to the point, the third question we asked before is, even if Moshe Rabbeinu wants to include himself in the Gzeda on the entire generation of the Miraglim, but why does the, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu mention this detail between talking about Kalev and Yeshua that will enter into Eretz Yisrael. So that question is not answered even according to this pshat. But he nay, besides this, according to Rashi, this pshat won't work. Aleph, Mufurish, Bepirish Rashi, it's very clear in Rashi, Sha'al Moshin, Nigza Shalayikonis, Leretz Yisrael, Ach, Verak, Mepnei, Mei Meriva. The only and very only reason why there was a Gzeira upon Moshe Rabbeinu not to enter into Eretz Yisrael was because of the Aveir of Chet Meriva. There's no combination with anything else. As Rashi clearly says earlier, This is the only reason, and we're talking about both Moshe and Aaron, this is the only reason why they will not enter into Eretz Yisrael. They have just this one chet of Mei Meriva, there was no other reason. So we can't say according to Rashi that Beglalchem here refers to the chet of Meraglim, and that was the main reason why Moshe Rabbeinu would not enter into Eretz Yisrael. Beis... Another question is, Alpiza, looking closer into the wording of the Pasuk right here, 
Eich omak gambi is anaf Hashem. Nismala reigis. How did Moshe Rabbeinu use such a sharp term that the Abishter was filled with anger at what I did because I caused the Chet HaMeraglim? How could you say this? Moshe Rabbeinu did not participate with the Chet HaMeraglim. It's just that because Moshe Rabbeinu caused the Meraglim to be sent and it was decreed upon the entire generation, so he was included in the decree of the rest of the generation. The decree was the entire generation. That's why he was included. But not that he sinned, chas v'shalem. So how would Moshe Rabbeinu use the term, his anaf, that Hashem is filled with anger on what I did here? So therefore, because of this reason, and even in the pshat of the Pasuk right here, this is a very difficult pshat to accept. Now that Rebbe offers a third pshat of his own that may work according to Rashi. It's not possibly we'd be able to answer as follows. The Torah here brings the Chet of Moshe Rabbeinu of Meimiriva to the Chet of Meraglim. Af she'en shayach lekan. It's not what we're talking about here. Or chaykim zemizes man rav, and they happen very far apart from each other. Lelamed al chaym chet Meimiriva. Just to point out how terrible the Chet of Meimiriva was. So much so, the shakel hulafnei akadosh baruch hu kechet Meraglim. That in the Eibushter's eyes is just as severe as the Chet of the Meraglim. Just like in the case of the Chet of Meraglim, which was so severe and there was an, a rebellion against Hashem, and because of this they all died in the Midbar. The Torah here brings in the May Meriva in the middle of the story to point out how severe of an Aveda this is. And we, we find a similar point more than once that Rashi says before. We can say, Rashi would not have to spell out this point over here again. And we find it once by the Miraglim itself. Sorry, before the Miraglim, by when, when Miriam passes away. So there Rashi says, Why is the parasha of Miriam? Come right after the parasha of Paraduma. And the question is, The Yidin heard the parasha of Paraduma one year after they came out of Mitzrayim. Miriam passes away almost 40 years later. So why are they written in the Torah together? So Rashi says, Just as Karbonis are Mechaper on Avedis, When Tzadikim pass away, they bring about a Kapara as well. So here Rashi equates the two because they are written together. Similar Rashi says later on in Parshas Ekev. The Torah tells us the Techocha, which is the passing away of Aaron, together with the breaking of the Luchais. The day that a Tzadik passes away is a difficult day by the Abishter, like the day that the Luchas were broken. So we see here, when the Torah puts two things together, Rashi points out that it comes to show the severity of a certain event. So the same thing we could say over here, the Torah brings Chet Mei Meriva in the middle of the story of the Miraglim to show the severity of the event. So we could say here as well, that the Chet of the Miraglim and the Chet of Mei Meriva are similar in their, their severity. Avol the Rebbe says, This pshat is a deichik as well. Ki, Aleph, number one, 
Shechet mei meriva chama kechet amiragla. There's no chiddush in the fact that mei meriva is considered by the Eibushter to be a very severe sin, similar to chet miraglim. Sharechet mei meriva garam lechil Hashem b'fnei kol bnei Yisrael. The chet mei meriva consisted of a chil Hashem desecrating the Eibushter's name in front in the presence of all the Yidden. Because you didn't sanctify my name in front of Yidin. As Rashi there explains, had they, had they spoken to the rock and not hit the rock, the Yidin would have learned from the rock that if the rock listens to the command of the Yavishter so quickly, how much more so should, should we listen? But because they didn't do that, the Yidin didn't learn this lesson. They saw the opposite. So that was the Chil Hashem. From the very decree, we can see how severe this was. That you will not come and not bring, deliver the Eden into Eretz Yisrael. So there's no additional necessity for the Teireh to clarify how severe the Chet of Meimeriva is. Based another point. If the intention of the Teireh is to teach us the Chaymer of how severe the Chet of Meimeriva is, it would be more appropriate for the Teda to mention the actual sin. We're coming to explain and define the severity of the sin itself. That's what the Teda should have mentioned here, together with Chet HaMeraglim. There's the Chet HaMeraglim, and then Moshe could say, and then there's the Chet of Mei Meriva. The two are similar. And not that the Teda should be comparing them regarding the Gzeda that came as a result. That's not the main point there, the result. The main thing is, we're looking to compare the severity of the Chatoim itself, but the Teda doesn't do that. The Chayda, the Rebbe is asking these two questions. In addition to the third question that the Rebbe already asked before, that exactly the place where the Teda puts this Pasuk, in between talking about Kalev entering in Tarat Yisrael and Yeshua entering in Tarat Yisrael, is still not understood. Why does the Teda put it right there? So, after the Rebbe suggesting the answer of the Ramban and Yeshma Farshim, which is the Abar Benel and others, and suggesting another pshat, the Rebbe will finally come to the simple pshat that you can see if you, play, if you pay close attention to the pshat of the Pasik that fits with Rashi. Ba'abir bezez, so the pshat here is as follows. The Kosov mevayer einish deira midbar, the Pasik here is telling us the punishment of that generation of the midbar, the imyire ish geime sa'aret sa'teve, that if they will see, in other words, they will not see the land, Umesayim, and the Pasuk concludes, that is the exception. Zulasi Kalev ben Yefuna and Yeshua ben Nun. These two individuals are an exception that will see the land. She'enam kishara dair, elehem They are not part of the rest, the rest of the generation, and they will see the land. Amnam, hakosov machalkam l'shnayim. The Teire divides them into two different psukim. Tchilanem hakolev ben Yefuna huyirena. First it says, Kalev will see the land. In a separate pasuk, it says Yeshua benun hu yavishama that Yeshua benun will come to Eretz Yisrael. Why does the Torah divide them into two different psukim? The reason is af sheshneim bo laoretz. They both came to the land, but hine beboyim loyhoya matzavim doim ezelazeh. Their entering into the land was not similar at all. So kikolev ben yifune. The pasuk says about kolev yirak yireno. He will see the land and veloyetin esoretz chelkei. Maybe she says, Gaimer, I will give him a portion in the land. But Yeshua Yan Lena Es Yisrael. 
he will also inherit the land for the Yidin. He will be the leader that will bring the Yidin into Eretz Yisrael. This is an additional thing, which is only with Yeshua, not with Kolek. Therefore, the Titus separates them. They both merited to enter into the land, but not in the same capacity. Kolek entered into the land, received a portion into the la- in the land. Yeshua enters as the leader of Bnei Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael. So now based on this... It's understood, For the Torah says, that Yeshua will inherit the land to all the Eden. He will be the leader. Why in between, right there, in between talking about Yekolev entering and Yeshua entering, the Torah says that the Ebeshagat, Moshe Rabbeinu repeats that the Ebeshagat angry at me and I will not enter the land. Here, in the flow of the story, he puts in, as a parenthesis, a clarification. Why is Kolev entering the land different than the way Yeshua enters into the land? After In the story of the Meraglim, they were both equal. They both did not participate in the Aved of the Meraglim. And in that sense, they were the same. As it says there, they both tore their clothing. They were both extremely disappointed at what happened and they both did whatever possible to encourage it and to go into Eretz Yisrael. So why, why, why over here is it different? Earlier in Parsha Shlach, the reward that they will both go into Eretz Yisrael says together, all the rest of the Yidin will die in the Midbar. Kolev and Yeshua, it says together in the same Pasuk, they will enter into Eretz Yisrael. Here though, the Torah divides them, and the Torah says, Kolev receives a portion in Eretz Yisrael, and Yeshua leads Yidin into Eretz Yisrael. So, so therefore the Torah in parentheses adds another detail to the story here. Zed to be Yeshua Nitaisif. The fact that over here there was an additional thing to Yeshua, Ashagam Yechileno as Yisrael, that he is going to inherit the land for the Yidin. About 40 years later, there was another detail that happened. That now the Ebeshet tells Moshe Rabbeinu, you will not enter the land. Now we can understand, And therefore we need another leader to take Yidin into Eretz Yisrael. And Yeshua was chosen to be the leader to take Yidin into Eretz Yisrael. So true, in the story of the Meraglim itself, Yeshua and Kalev were equal. They both tore their clothing, they both equally did not participate in the Chet, the Meraglim. As far as that is concerned, they deserve the same. But, when the Torah says the story, and the Torah adds the fact, to be factually correct, that Kalev will enter, and Yeshua will lead Yidin into Eretz Yisrael, so there is, in parentheses, an additional clarification necessary. Is there really a difference here between Kalev and Yeshua? Maybe we, what you would think that the difference is that by the Chet Meraglim, Yeshua had a, was on a higher level and a different status than Kalev. So the Torah clarifies, no. The Torah puts it in parentheses, this clarification, that the reason why Yeshua is different is because about 40 years later, Moshe Rabbeinu was told that he's not going to enter into Eretz Yisrael. And it's only because of that that Yeshua merits to, to, be, to take over the leadership of Kalev Yisrael and to take Yidin into Eretz Yisrael. That's the clarification of this Pasuk right here, right in between Kolev and Yeshua. 
Rashi does not have to point this out. This is the simple shot of the Pasik to understanding the difference between Yeshua and Kalev. And the fact that the Torah does such a thing, that in the middle of a flow of a story, it puts in a clarification, sort of in parentheses. Rashi does not have to clarify this. There are other examples in the Torah where in the flow of a story, it puts in a detail that's not part of the flow of the story, just for a clarification. One example is right here in this week's parsha earlier on. The Torah there is talking about the history of what happened before that Yidin asked Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu asks the Ebishter to appoint upon Yidin other ministers and judges that should judge the Yidin. And then in the middle, Moshe Rabbeinu puts in as a parenthesis regarding the instructions that he gave to the judges and how they should judge the Yidin and so on. It's not really part of the flow of the story, but it's placed in there as a point in a parenthesis. And a similar, or the Ebe Parshas Beshalach, the Parshas Ammon, in the Parsha where it speaks about the Mon, Uvnei Yisrael Ochlos Ammon Arboim Shonagoymis. So in the middle, it puts in a Pasik. It's talking about the story that happened then, when the Yidin received the Mon for the first time. In the middle, there's a Pasik there that says, And the Yidin ate this Mon for 40 years. This is not a detail in the flow of the story regarding the Mon that happened right then. Viyayit, and there's other examples with the Teire places in the middle of a story, a detail that's not part of the flow of the story. So Rashi does not have to clarify that over here. Here as well, the Teire puts in a detail, which is not part of the flow of the story, but it serves as a clarification to why Yeshua's status in entering into Eretz Yisrael ends up being different than Kalev. So now based on this, we go back to the word Beglalchem. Which generation is Meshe Rabbeinu referring to when he says Beglalchem? It's not necessary even to explain here. And it would be simply understood. That's the word is referring to the people that Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to now, this generation that will enter into Eretz Yisrael. And when he says it does not refer to the generation of the Meraglim, although the rest of the flow of the whole story is talking about the generation of the Meraglim. Rashi had already clarified to us clearly about Moshe Rabbeinu that the only reason Moshe Rabbeinu was punished not to enter into the land was because of Meiriva. So it must be that the word Beglalchem does not refer to the generation of the Miraglim that Moshe Rabbeinu was punished as part of that generation, as the Barbanel suggested before. Rashi already clarified that's for sure not the case. So Beglalchem refers to the previous generation. I can ask the question, but in the flow of the story, it doesn't work. We're saying over here, Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking constantly here about the previous generation. So Beglalchem would also appear to be speaking about that generation. So the Rebbe explains, So you can't ask, why does it say, Beglalchem, and it would seem that the word Beglalchem refers to that generation that all of these Psukim are talking about, which is the previous generation, the generation of the Miraglim. That's not a question. As the Rebbe had pointed out, this statement here about Moshe Rabbeinu, why he passed away and why he, why he would pass away and why he wouldn't enter into Eretz Yisrael, it's a parenthesis, it's a clarification. It's not really part of the flow of the story. So on one hand, 
it's a, it's a necessary clarification, and the Torah brings it in right over here to explain the difference between Kolov and Yeshua. But at the same time, it's clear that it's not part of the flow of the story. Rashi already told us that the Chet of Moshe Rabbeinu has nothing to do with the rest of the Chet of Meraglim. And therefore, when it says Beglalchem, as a parenthesis, it's clear that this Beglalchem, because of you, is not speaking about the generation of the Meraglim. It's actually speaking about those people that he's speaking to now that were there by the May Meriva. Okay, so this explains beautifully in the simple shot of the Pasik what the clarification of this Pasik is doing right here in the place where it appears. Omnam Adayin Koshe, there's still one question left over here. If this is true, that this Pasik is just a, a statement of a clarification, it's just coming to clarify that Moshe Rabbeinu will not lead Yidin in Teretz Yisrael. And that will explain why Yeshua is different than Kalev and why Yeshua is going to be a leader. So the detail of Beglalchem, clarifying what the reason of the punishment of Moshe Rabbeinu was because of the story of Mei Meriva, which is what Beglalchem is referring to. Why does the Torah have to tell us here the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu will not enter into Eretz Yisrael? After all, this is just a parenthesis. It's just to clarify that Moshe Rabbeinu will not leave Yidin into Eretz Yisrael and, and Yeshua will. The reason why Moshe Rabbeinu won't, why is that necessary? So this too is understood based on what Rashi himself told us already before. Vabir Bezeri answer is, Kvar Pirish Rashi Leil Beparshas Pinchas. Rashi already explained earlier in Parshas Pinchas. Bechol Mokim Shekosav Misosam Kosav Serchoinam. Every place in the Torah where it speaks about the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu passes away in the Midbar, it immediately cal- clarifies what the Aveda was. Since on the entire Midbar, entire generation of the Midbar, there was the Gzeda that they shouldn't enter into Eretz Yisrael. So Moshe Rabbeinu requests that their Aveda should be written here. Every time it's mentioned that they passed away with the generation of the Midbar, so people should not make a mistake to think that Moshe Rabbeinu was part of the generation that rebelled against the Ebushter. Every time the Torah clarifies why it is that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. So since the Torah here is writing that Moshe Rabbeinu will pass away and not leave the Eden in Teretz Yisrael, as a, as a side clarification, true, but the fact is the Torah writes this, it has to add this word that Hashem became angry at me because of you, which is lahaskir b'derech agav. It's mentioning as a side point, but it has to mention it. As Rashi says, every time this has to be clarified. what the aveda was and the clarification here is that the whole chet of Meimiriva is really something that was not in him. Kiim It was caused by the yidden. Hachet. The This is when the Yidin didn't have water and they came and they were fighting and they were bickering and they were complaining. And that's what brought about the whole Chet, It's really the whole entire congregation that was demanding the water that brought about this entire issue and therefore Meshach Rabbeinu sinned. So this is the clarification over here that the Torah makes every single time it mentions, even if it's just mentioning it in a parenthesis, that Meshach Rabbeinu passes away. So we have everything clear over here. It belongs, it, 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 it does not belong in the story. 
But it has to be there as a clarification. It's clear that the Beglalchem is not going on the generation that the Pesach was talking about till now, which is the generation of the Meraklim. Beglalchem goes on the generation that's here now present. And also it's understood why the Torah has to make this clarification, because every single time the Torah clarifies why Moshe Rabbeinu passes away. Al-Pizeh, now based on this, Shenema Beglalchem, Rak B'derech Agav, B'Torah, Maimer Muska. That the word Beglalchem comes here just as a side point, and it's all part of this parenthesis, Yuvan Oid Inyan Bepirish Rashi Dulong. We can understand another detail here in Rashi. The Kaman Beparshas Vaschan, and later on in Parshas Vaschan, where it actually speaks more directly about what happened to Moshe Rabbeinu. Nemar there it says, Vayisabar Hashem Bilamanchem. Hashem got angry at me because of you. Upirish Rashi there, Rashi explains, what does Lamanchem mean because of you? It's because of you, you are the ones that caused this. That the whole story of Meimeriva is caused by the fact that the Yidin were complaining, it's all because of Yidin. That's the meaning of the word Lamanchem. Now, seemingly, it's the same exact pshat here in the world, Beglalchem, that it's all because of the Yidin. So the question is, if Rashi has to clarify and explain the word that you're the ones that caused this, and to bring a raya of a Pasuk and Tilim, which proves this, Rashi should clarify the same thing in the word that it says already in this week's parsha. And that uh, word Beglalchem comes before Parshas Vazchanan. Why does Rashi wait to explain what the word Beglalchem here means? He waits until, you have to wait until you come later to Parshas Vazchanan where it says Lemanchem to see what it would mean. But based on what we explained before, the word Beglalchem here is written as a side point. It's all within this parenthesis just to clarify what happens to Yeshua. Move on. Here is not the place to stop and explain this in detail. Since it's written here just as a side point. In the right place. There, the Torah says the whole entire story about what happens to Moshe Rabbeinu himself. There Rashi elaborates and clarifies the Pshat and what the word Lemanchem means, why the Chet of Moshe Rabbeinu is blamed on Yidin, why it's considered to be Lemanchem. But here it's just a side point. That's why Rashi doesn't bring it up over here. So the Rebbe explained us beautifully how the Pasuk here, how it fits in. It's in the flow of the story as a clarification, but not part of the story, the Taich of the word Beglalchem. And the clarification of Beglalchem, all understood in the simple pshat of the Pasuk, and therefore Rashi does not have to say anything.